I really feel um, to have James come up, and I want him to share some testimony. Last, um, James, come on up. I'm going to hand that to you. Very good. Um, because on Wednesday night, we're doing our baptism class, and uh, James and I spent, uh, we were here until about 11 o'clock, I think, <laughs> and he was just sharing with me some of the stuff, and I was just so, so touched by it. And in my heart, I just... Uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go on. I want him to explain some stuff first, and then, and then we'll kind of apply that, and we'll see where we go. So introduce yourself real quick here. Go on. <laughs> um, my name is James. Um, <laughs> been coming here for about five years. Um, Put your mic up just a bit. There well, you go. There you go. Sorry, I've been coming here for about five years. Um, I didn't like Pastor Wade, um, <laughs> Pastor Claire, uh, anyone. Um, not personally but spiritually, um, a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Uh, sorry, I had to now. Um, I was delivered a couple of weeks ago. Um, so what, what was, James, what was going on as you're coming over this five-year period? What was, what was going on? You come here, you go home. What was going on in your kind of situation that you felt that was kind of, yeah, I had um, a lot of anger, a lot of hate. Um, I'm an ex-military man. Um, I was very inside, outside, I was very calm. Inside, I was very hostile, volatile, um, with like controlled aggression. Um, I was scared of myself that if, like say for instance, someone cut me off on the road, someone bumped into me in the street, someone looked at me strange, I'd have to like, hold myself back because I just visioned myself just tearing that person apart. Um, I, had, I could see a lot of faces, um, things are moving around me in my house ever since I was a little kid. Um, I went into the office um, a couple of weeks ago because um, I just wasn't feeling right. Um, Pastor away started praying over me. And um, I lost all conscious, um, and I woke up, and um, basically I I was possessed. I had a demon in me, which I didn't know at all. Um, I still sometimes I still think like these 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 are the things you see in films, and that actually happened to me, and I was shocked. Um, Sorry, I can't get the words out. You're doing um, well. Doing well. You're doing good. So basically, I'm grateful um, for Wade being here, Pastor Clear, and everyone else. Um, I'm grateful for Andrea because she helped me a lot. Amen. It's been hard. So when you were when you were at home in the evenings, before all this, what, how was your sleep in the nights? I couldn't sleep. I kept waking up at three o'clock. I kept hearing things. I was seeing black shadows in my room. The spirits were talking to me. And now? And now there's nothing. Amen. I'm sleeping. 
Amen. I'm, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I'm happy. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I'm grateful Pastor Wade came to South Wales because if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd be here. And, you know, Andrea has played a lot in my life. She gave me, always gives me words of wisdom. So, thank you. So, you, you know that it's not my ability to help anyone. I know you know that. Who helped you? Jesus. Amen. If he can help me, he can help anyone. Amen. Um, so, when you were sitting in the services, you were coming for five years, and you said you didn't like me very much. I think yeah. you used a different word on Wednesday. <laughs> I think you said you hated me. <laughs> and, and that's fine. I, that doesn't bother me because yeah. I love you anyway. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, um, um, during the service, what would happen? I just... Voices, anger, hatred. I was just... I was here... And I wasn't here. You know, I'd sitting inside me saying to lurch, go for him, go for anyone. And like. So what, to attack me? Yeah. In the midst of the preaching. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and it's like I had a volcano inside me. And I was just fighting with it every day, every day. And outside, I'd put on a happy face. But inside, I'd go home. And it get worse and worse. And just like Nathaniel said, you know, you go in the mirror, you smile, but inside you're hurting. And I just, I had to just block it off because, you know, I was scared of myself. You know, what would happen if I finally gave in? And, you know, so. And now? And I'm free. Amen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So, uh, I don't hate you all, not anymore anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long time. Um, I'm looking forward to the baptism. And, um, you know, when I was denied it, I was even more angry. And I know why I was denied it now. And back then, the voice was say, saying to me, see, I told you, I told you, I told you. And then more things would happen when I go home. And there was times I would just get out, two, three o'clock in the morning, and I'd just be walking around the fields at nighttime in the rain, lightning. I used to pick up rocks and I'd throw them and curse God. And one day I threw a rock, I threw a rock as far as I could and our rock landed straight back down to me. And I was like, go. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just had to believe in Jesus. And, you know. So you believe, G who is Jesus? Jesus is God. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe he died for you? Yes. Why did he do, why would he do such a thing? <sighs> to save us all from sin. From you? From me, yeah. Does he love you? Yes. More than you can count? Yes. More than you can count? Yes. He's endured with you. Yes. Because he loves you. Yes. When you didn't want to come, yeah. he was pressing you. Yeah. 
Because he wanted you free. Yeah. He wanted you free. Yeah. You believe he rose from the dead? Indeed. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so um just want to share that bit of my testimony and again I'm grateful for the help. Um these past five years, it's been hard. Um I believe I believe I know God put people in my life. He put Andrea Marcio, Petra, the mum, Pastor Wade, Claire, Nathaniel, everyone. And I love you guys, man. Thank you for love you, putting, putting me up. Amen. I met Nathaniel many years ago. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about it the other day, and you saying, oh, you know, come to church. And inside, I was getting angry. I was just like, but it wasn't me. You know, so if I looked at any of you, Weird in the past five years. Eva, I'm sorry. That wasn't me. Amen. So, Thank you. yeah. Well done. Okay. Well done. I, I just want to say, I just want to say, um, it's a wonderful story, but there's something that bugs me. Can I be honest? It bugs me that it took five years. That I don't like. Yeah. Six months before it comes out. Now, my concern is that there's, so in, in my heart, in my, my, during this, the prep, my preparation, I've been preparing, like, you know, trying to do the whole sort of, okay, leaving behind and going forward. But there's one passage that kept sticking in my spirit, in my heart. And that was when, when in, in, it's in Matthew, it's in Mark and Luke, it's kind of the same framework where Jesus goes to Capernaum. And there's a guy in the service that's a demon-possessed. It says actually he had an un, a spirit of an unclean demon. That's what it says. And I was looking at it, even I was studying, because the word had, it, it actually, it's almost like he had it. It had him, but he had it. And sometimes that word that's used for demon there is sometimes used for a god. And it was, as I was studying it, so, so in, you could translate it, he had the spirit of, a, of an unclean deity. Now, now, how many deities are there in truth? One. But there's all sorts of things that people claim can help them. And it was like, and, and I was, I'm just telling you, what, and as I'm going through it, I'm, I'm looking at it. And, and this sense that, that this, this person in the service that Jesus is preaching in has, has this thing that they've been trusting in for whatever reason, to help them, to uh, give them luck, to, to, to give them deliverance, to, to, because whatever was going on inside... Um, was, was of, of, a, of a calvary. He was, was looking probably for help, but there was very little deliverance that took place before that. And sometimes I think of James coming in and he's sitting there and he's tormented while the service is going on. In his mind, in his heart, there is another thing saying, do this. And he's having to have to control it. When he came into the office that day, when he came into the office that day, I didn't know. He just said, I need help. That was humility. That's a key. Yeah. Humility. Now, he's a very rational guy. He's been trying over this time. And I'm saying this because we had this conversation and he, he wants to think rationally. But when your tables are moving around your house and there's nothing there, it's hard to be rational. 
It's hard to think of only a naturalistic existence where there is nothing outside over here. But see, in that torment that he was suffering in that regard, so, so he's trying to maintain his, his cognitive um, ability to keep control because he's got a job, he's studying, he's got all this stuff, other going, and he, he's got to maintain this. And when he came in and he said, Pastor, there's this anger, I feel like I constantly have to press it down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that description tells me it's not his heart. It's not him. This is something else that he feels like he has to keep under control. I said, well, let's pray then. I don't deliver who delivers. He uses us in the process, absolutely, but he's the one. He's the one that has the victory. Jesus rose from the dead. He's been exalted to the right hand of the Father, the right hand of power. He has all authority in heaven and on Oh, now that's great. Because we say, oh yeah, you've got it in heaven, but no, he has it also on, that means right here, right now. Right here, right now, where you're at. Right here, right now. Jesus has the authority. Jesus is the authority. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he is Lord. Jesus of Nazareth, he is the Lord of glory. He is Lord. And he has all authority. And so we prayed. And I just let him in prayer. I'm just, just simple. I'm just explaining to you. And we just simply let him in prayer. And, and, and the Bible says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Okay, that's the truth. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Please hear me. So it's telling you what to do. It's telling you what to do. So what did we do? We prayed. James, pray with me. He said, okay. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I praise you that you reign. You reign. I submit to you. I surrender to you. My life is yours. My heart is yours. My soul is yours. My past is yours. My future is yours. My life is I am yours, and I surrender to you, and I submit to you. Now, let me comment on this. You might be young today, but that doesn't mean that those experiences that he was saying about is just for older people. Okay? Because if, you, if he told you the full story, it started when he was young. Two? Four? It's between two and four years old, the thing showed up. And it's not left him alone all his life. I don't want to tell you how old he is now, but it's been a few years. 20. He's 20 plus. Yeah, anyway. Don't tell lies now. Come on now. And so you can get these things bombarded. But I surrender to you. I submit to you. Then the next step, in Jesus' name, amen. Then what's the next step? It's not prayer. It's a declaration. You're speaking to that thing. Okay, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It has to go. Okay, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Satan, Satan, leave. You don't have authority over me. My body belongs to Jesus. My past belongs to Jesus. My future belongs to Jesus. My life belongs to Jesus. Are we hearing? 
I want to make sure because sometimes when this kind of conversation happens, and if this is happening to you, I want you to make yourself known because we want to pray with you. But sometimes what happens is you can see my mouth moving, but you're struggling to hear and to grasp what's being said. The enemy brings confusion. I know that personally before I, Lord set me free. I had friends came. In fact, it was Sam Matthews. I was having a conversation with Sam Matthews. I was looking at him and his mouth was going and I couldn't hear him because I needed freedom. This was back years ago now. Satan, in the name of Jesus, I reject you. I resist you. You need to leave in the name of Jesus. My body belongs to him, my past, my future, my life. And in Jesus' name, go and don't come back. Okay? Then, then, we just took a moment and prayed over him. And as we prayed over him, that's when he started growling at me. The anger showed up. That thing that made him feel that way during the service wasn't James. It was like having, you know, like you can have friends that goad you into certain behaviors or to attitudes or people who pick at you, push your buttons kind of thing. That's what it's doing. And it went. After a couple of moments, in Jesus' name, I command you to go. It didn't want to go right away. It doesn't have a choice. It has to leave. And it went. It went. And then he, he kind of was like this. I, I was like, are you breathing? I'm looking at him. I didn't say this to him. I'm continuing to pray. And then that showed up the spirit of witchcraft. I say, well, what do you mean? When Paul the apostle was in Philippi, there was a little girl or a young girl, slave girl, who was following him and the team, saying, these are... These are um, servants of the Most High God, and they're here to preach the way of salvation, that kind of thing. And she kept saying this. And Paul's like, at some point, it registered that what she's saying might have been correct, but the spirit by which she was speaking was wrong. Okay. It's not about being right. <laughs> it's a source issue. But anyway. And so the Bible says, now she was also a fortune teller. She also was like a medium. And she earned her master some money being able to do that kind of stuff. It says that he rebuked the spirit, an unclean spirit that was in her. In the Greek, it's called, that spirit of divination was called a, a python. It's what it is in Greek, python, spirit. What is a python? It's a snake. I'm telling you, this is how this happens. Where then people, when they come to get delivered, some of them will actually move along the ground as though they were snakes. You think, yeah, you can't move that way, but they do. And as he sat there, that thing that had been haunting him since he was young, he's sitting there and all of a sudden he begins to move his head like this. See, I'm looking at the outside. I'm trying to hear what God is doing, seeing what God is doing, hearing from him. He starts doing this and I'm like, oh, that's a snake. Now, I didn't know his story. I didn't know all that was going on in him. I had no idea. I was, I was surprised, I have to say. Otherwise, I would have had my team in there praying with us. I'm just being honest. And he begins to move like that. I remember at that point, I was calling, you know, Claire, get some people in here. Let's pray. Get the team praying. But then all of a sudden, we were praying, rebuking that spirit. That dark thing has to go. Amen. You're too valuable. 
You're too valuable. You were purchased with blood, redeemed. And then all of a sudden he stiffens out and his eyes roll back in his head. And then he's free. He's free. And he comes to, he says, what happened? He didn't know what happened. And now his mind is free. It's clear. Some of you are looking at me and I can see. The Lord wants you free this morning. He's offering you the opportunity to step into 2024. I don't even like using it like that. He's offering you freedom because he purchased it 2,000 years ago and he has victory this morning. And so I know this isn't the normal way of having probably our New Year's service, but this is what God is doing. And I want to go with him. And so I'm wondering this morning, see, that spirit when Jesus was speaking, let me just read it. I, I, know, I know things aren't going the way, <laughs> I feel very conscious on that one. I think I'm going to read it from, is it, let me just check if Mark is the one that I was reading for before. Which one is it? Yeah. I want to check that one. Sorry, just, there's, two, there's two passages, and I want to read the one that has the... It might be the one in Matthew. Is it Luke 4? Yeah, sorry. That's where I should have my scriptures more memorized. Okay, Luke, I'm just going to read this. Luke... Four, and I'm going to begin with verse 31. When he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, there was, and he was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Asusia, it has to do with like, it's not just, there's like a governmental right and the exercise of power that is able to enforce a, like a judicial decision. So when a judge makes a decision and the police go out and enforce it, the police have the authority to enforce a decision that was made. And this is what it says. He was the one teaching with authority. Now in the synagogue, there was a man who had what? A spirit of a... Can I say to you, all demons are unclean? Okay. I'm just saying all of them are unclean. There's no such thing. You say, well, I've got a clean demon. That's a lie. Or there's a good spirit. I'm talking about saying the Holy Spirit is the only spirit that a person receives. Okay? If you have a different one or you say, well, I, I've got a couple of them. Well, okay, that's, then the other ones have to go. Okay, I'm just saying there's liberty. There's no shame in this. There's no shame in this. That's the thing is that sometimes we feel like we have to hide it because there's somehow shame. There's no shame in it. Jesus came to set captives free. He says, step into the light. When the light's there, the enemy has to go. <laughs> he had a spirit of an unclean demon and cried out with a loud voice. This is what you wanted to do or that thing wanted you to do in the middle of the service. I kind of wish it had happened. 
because we would have dealt with it sooner. <clears throat> Saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. He knew. He knew. So what was going on in that conversation? What he said was right, but he says, have you come to destroy us? Now, can I say this? That in the process, you could be thinking to yourself, it's going to ruin me, ruin my life. That uh, somehow that God's against you, that he's angry with you. He wants to destroy you. Can I say to you, that's that other thing talking to you. That's the way that thing feels. Because there is no hope for Satan. There isn't. He is not getting saved. He's not going to rule in hell. That's a lie. And so you can feel in your heart or, or it's going on inside you. Let's just put it. It's, it's inside you. And you might even feel like you're fighting it. I don't want to feel that way. But it's like it just won't leave you alone. It's like nagging. You come to destroy me. Jesus, is he going to really help me? He's just going to condemn me. He's, um, is there really going to be hope? Is there really going to be help? Is there, and, and you can feel this almost, it can even be fear. I've had it happen where people have literally gotten, and, and they leave, they run. Did you feel like running at times? Yeah. And so the reason I'm doing this, I'm showing you that what this says is real and that if you're experiencing it, I know what happens on the other side of it. I know the freedom that comes. Is this making sense? I want to help you. Because I, I, I want all of us to be able to go into 2024 and go forward. Walking in his light and freedom and joy. And knowing what that is. In fact, I just in my spirit, there's this, you can feel rejected. I'm rejected. Nothing I can do. I'm rejected. Even God's rejecting me. God, I don't know if, 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 if even he can love me. I deserve the punishment that I get. I deserve the darkness that I have. I deserve it. And you can feel that way. And so you feel like to dare to believe God, to dare to trust him, that he might set you free. It's almost like, but I deserve this. See, the cross is the place where Jesus gets what I deserve. You need to understand this. Jesus, when he went to the cross, he got what we deserved. So Jesus is on the cross, and after he spends three hours silently suffering, he spends three hours bearing our sin in his body on the tree. Do you remember what he cries out? My God, my God, why have you... So he experienced the rejection of the father because of sin. He did that so that when you come to him, you don't have to. So that there in him, there's now no condemnation. No condemnation. You say, oh, I'm not good enough. You've never been good enough. I'm sorry, you're not going to be good enough. But he loves you anyway. And he gives grace and righteousness to produce in you the fruit of a new life. 
So this, this demon is speaking out. I don't know what it would have been like sitting there, but if the guy was sitting next to you, Jesus is preaching, and all of a sudden this guy kind of blurbs up and says what he says, cries out. Probably made everyone feel uncomfortable. No? And Jesus rebuked him. Who did he rebuke? Not the man. Please hear me. Not the man. <laughs> see, the man had a price on his head that Jesus was going to seal with his own blood. Yeah. Jesus was not rebuking the man. <laughs> it says here that Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet and come out of him. So it wasn't the man, it was the other thing. Yeah. That has to go. And you know what happened? It went. He said, come out of him. And when the demon, oh, what did he do? He threw him in their midst. I think it's interesting, Luke, because Luke's a doctor. He travels with Paul, he's a doctor. And he's the one that emphasizes, he threw him in their midst and it came out of him and did not, what? So I, I just think it's interesting that a doctor is the one that picks that out. Although he was thrown to the ground, the thing could not or did not what? Hurt him. It left. It left. The man was free now. The man was free. You know what I wonder? Hearing your story. How long was that guy in that church? How long was that guy worshiping in that synagogue in that condition? I don't want people to have to spend five years sitting under the ministry before they're free. I don't. It's a waste of five years. Yeah? especially when Jesus has already done everything absolutely necessary to bring that person into liberty and bring that person into freedom. Is this making sense? So this morning, if, if, if this is you, that thing will tell you don't, don't. If you, if you expose me, I'll hurt you. It's a lie. It's a lie. Because Jesus is able to set free, and it says here that it did not and was not able to what? Hurt him. There is freedom and there is liberty. Now, I need to pause and sidetrack for a sec. Yeah, but my doctor says... Yeah, but the, the clinical psychologist says... You know, the school, they say, all these other people will tell you the diagnosis and expect you to do what? Believe it, accept it. So then you come to the conclusion, this is where it becomes a stronghold, a thought process. I'm stuck, this is the way I am. 
or I can never change. Are we hearing clearly? Are you hearing? Okay, because this is important because there's freedom. This morning, there's freedom. There's freedom this morning. And this is this 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 thing that is is well the doctor said the 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 nurse said or your parents even your parents have told told your parents said to you maybe you've been raised that way with this this is the way I am. Let me say this. This book has more authority over every word spoken by any other person. And if you'll submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, then he will flee. How many of you this morning have known what it was to be bound by something and now to be free? Right, look around, look around. Look at all the people. So if you're still bound, I'm telling all these people are testifying that there's freedom. Okay. And if you don't think it's real, <laughs> I'm just saying, look around, look at all these people and the enemy will say, that thing will say to you, oh, if you tell anyone, they'll think you're crazy. Anyone heard that one before? If you expose it, then oh, something, it's, it's like, it's almost like acknowledging it confirms that there's something wrong. But the Bible says that when we submit ourselves to God, that he has authority, power to lift us up. So I find it interesting for you, James, I said this to you on Wednesday, that you, who was a very proud man, you tried to deal with everything yourself, I understand, and then, and then you tried to be rational. And the two things that happened in that office was that you humbled yourself, and then God moved supernaturally. Like I said, those are two words that are going to be very important for you as you go forward. Humility and the supernatural. Yeah? That's amazing. You, you'll come to understand what that means as time goes on. But this morning, I want to say to you, there's freedom. Even right now, you may be feeling, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys catch that? So Nat said, please don't hit me. I was in, I went to visit a pastor, a pastor now. And as we went to the pastor, he wanted help. We prayed through his house. Just before we left, I think they're taking the kids. Are they taking the kids out? Is that what's happening? Okay. All right. I didn't, I, that, that clock tells me it's a quarter to um, 11. So that one's wrong. You got to fix the batteries on these things. Otherwise, I was with a pastor and the pastor was like, um, I need help. I need freedom. And then Pastor Claire was sitting in the car. We were getting ready to leave. We'd been there with them for the weekend. Let, let, me, let me say this. Is that 
It wasn't until afterwards that I noticed that he had in his car a series of black bags, a shovel, um, duct tape, and gloves. I'm being honest with you. It wasn't until afterwards I put the pieces together. Because as we sat in his office and he's saying, I need help. He turns to me, I'm praying with him. He turns to me, he says, the spirit is talking to me saying I should kill you. I'm like, all right. I'd prayed with him before and I had that feeling before. I said to Claire, I said, there's something not right here. And he told me, he acknowledged, he said, when you prayed with me that other time, he said, I, I felt like I wanted to take the desk that we were sitting at and crush you with it. And I think I would have had the power to do it. So I just said, um, well, <laughs> please don't kill me. But the Lord, Lord was dealing with this. And then in the name of Jesus, that spirit had to leave. Right as that happened, a bus went by. It was a, a tour bus, older people going on holiday. It crashed at the bottom of the hill and two people died. I was shook by it right at that time. I remember talking with Pastor Claire about it. I said, why, not Pastor, not Pastor Claire, um, Sam Matthews about it, Dr. Sam Matthews. He said, because the assignment that was sent against you, um, because it couldn't fulfill its mission on you, it was looking to fulfill it somewhere else. I said, all right. He said, now, and the Lord helped me with this one. That's why when we talk about canceling out any assignment that was sent against you, that's why we do it. Because it cancels out the assignment that was sent against you to see that fulfilled. So it's not going to fulfill it on you, your family, or anybody else. And it goes back to the pit from which it came. Is this making sense? See, this is the real victory. Jesus has absolute authority. The reason I'm saying some of these stories is so that for you, you recognize, well, Jesus, if you did it for them, maybe you'll do it for me. I want to lift your faith because he's able. He's powerful enough, isn't he? Is he able? He's willing. You know how we know he's willing? Because he already went to the cross and he gave his blood to buy you so that you could be free. So he could present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. The walking around at night. The demoniac in when Jesus went over to free him, he was living in, he was running around in tombs. Death, he became very focused on. It says that he used stones to cut himself. Can I say this to you, that this morning, if you feel or have that, that sense where you need to cut yourself, that's not coming from God, that's coming from someone else, something else, that's not even coming from your own heart. Well, why would you say that? Because our natural predisposition is to protect ourselves at all costs. So bloodletting or that cutting, that, that you can be free from. That suicide thought, I think it was prayed for earlier, where it's like, you should just die. You get it in your mind. You should just die. You should just die. You don't deserve to live. And then you turn around and own it. I don't deserve to live. I should just die. 
That's what happens. He keeps hitting you. And then after a little bit, we don't know any better. So we pick up the same thing that he's using to hit us with. And then we start doing this. But those things have to leave in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning there's liberty and there's freedom. There is no shame. Jesus took your shame when he went to the cross. He was crucified naked. He bore your shame. He was, they said he's cursed of God because he's dying on a tree. But he took your curse for you so that you could be free. He loves you and he gave himself for you. He's come to give you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. This morning, he wants to set you free. Now, I'm going to do this now. You ever play tennis? I don't play tennis. I've done table tennis. What I'm doing now is this. Now the ball's in your court. What are you going to do? Because I'm going to have our team come up and we are going to pray. And we will pray for you. And we will stand in the gap with you. In fact, I'm going to... Guan. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm going to lead you in prayer first. Is that okay? I'm going to ask everyone to pray it. Okay? Is that okay? Yes. You guys willing? Yes. Yeah? Okay. All right. So let's pray together. And then we want to pray for you for freedom. And then we'll move on. We'll see how far we go this morning. Let's pray. All right? I want you to pray after me. I'll pray slowly. What we're going to do is we're just going to submit to God. Fair enough? We're going to submit to him. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you that you are the Son of God. You alone are the Savior. You are Lord. Jesus, I submit to you. I surrender to you. My life is yours. My past is yours. My future is yours. My body is yours. My mind is yours. I surrender to you. I give my life over to you. It's yours. Thank you for loving me. I believe you're risen from the dead. I put my trust in you. You are my protector. You are my keeper. And you are able to save me completely. I trust in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now we've prayed that. If you have prayed that, I just want to say, if you, when you were praying that and you found that difficult to do, if you found it difficult to pray that, can you just let me know real quick? Nobody found that difficult to pray. You're trying to get the words out, but you're struggling. You can feel it. No? Okay. Tim? Okay. Um, 
I want someone to pray with Tim specifically, yourself as well, all right? I want you guys to pray for them specifically. We're going to continue to pray, but if you found that difficult, sometimes, listen, I'm just saying, I'm trying to help, is that sometimes as we're trying to, Lord, I'm taking my hold of you. I'm going after you. But you're, you're finding it's like, it's like a struggle to do it. Over here as well, Naomi, can you, or no, um, or Mina, over here, Doug, Grace. Thank you for being honest. There, I'm telling you, there is no shame. Please hear me. There's no shame. There is no shame. I'm sorry for yelling. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, there's no shame. Jesus already took your shame, all of it. So you don't have to exist in it. You get to live in his glory. <laughs> Is anyone else you found it really kind of hard to pray that prayer? Over here, Mina. So for the sake of those that found that difficult, I'm going to pray that again. You guys pray for just a moment. Now we're going to pray that again. Is that all right? Okay. See, we're here for each other. We're here with each other. Amen? This is what it means to be family in God. Okay? And if you know, you're free, you're walking in this, yes? When I was first delivered, I didn't want to tell anybody about it. Because I was afraid of what they would think because I was already saved. And what if people know that, you know, I've been walking this life for a long time and this is what's happening and how can I admit this? And, and I didn't want to say anything. I remember I told my friend and she's like, you need to tell your dad. And then I was forced <laughs> to say it. But I'm so grateful for it because now not only am I free, but are others free because of it. Okay, is there anybody else that, before we pray this again, that was finding it difficult to pray that prayer? Yeah, over here? Yeah? Okay. Back, can we help over there too? Thank you. I don't want anyone going to five more years like this. I don't. In Jesus' name, I want freedom because Jesus purchased and that's my job. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. So we're going to pray again. We're just going to pray through that. We're going to submit ourselves, therefore, to God. And then we'll do the next part in just a moment, okay? So I want to encourage all of you, young and old alike, let's pray this prayer. Let's pray it out loud. It's important. There's something aspect of with our tongues. Jesus really takes personally when we pray things verbally. That's just what the Bible often teaches. And we see it as an example. So let's pray this again. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. You are the Son of God. You are the Christ. You are Lord. I believe you. You died for me. You love me. You gave yourself for me. And I trust you. I believe you. You're risen from the dead. You are Lord. You are my Lord. I submit to you. 
I surrender to you. My body is yours. That's Romans. I'm just saying that's Romans. Offer your body to him as a living sacrifice. So that's right. Okay. My body is yours. My mind is yours. My heart is yours. My soul is yours. My past is yours. My future is yours. My life is yours. I surrender it to you. I submit it to you. You are my Lord. Jesus, thank you for hearing me. Amen. Those that were finding it difficult to pray it before, are you okay? A bit easier now? Okay, so I'm just going to say that those are evidences of His grace. So what we're going to do now is we're going to make a declaration. This is not a prayer. We are not asking anything. Okay? You have just now said to Jesus, here's my life. Guess what? He likes it. He loves you. He bought you. He gave his blood to make you his. He's not reluctant, reluctant to receive you. To as many as received him, right? We respond to him like that. He makes us his children. And God protects those that are his. Okay? Yeah? I'm just telling you, this is a truth. So we're his. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a declaration. A declaration is a statement where I'm, I'm using what ability God has given to me, but I'm declaring something. I'm saying something out. This is the way it is. This is the way it is going to be. It's like parents, when you're telling your children, stop it. You're not saying, stop it. You're saying what? Stop it. Okay. Do you understand what that means? Right? Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell the enemy he has to leave. All right. The Bible says, I'm telling you, faith, this is your faith rests, not on me, not in your ability. How well did I pray that prayer? How much did I mean it? No, 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 no. Your trust is in his ability to free you. Okay. He's powerful, he's mighty, and he sets captives free. Okay. So let's make that declaration. In the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. come on, say it like you mean it. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. Satan, Satan, leave. Leave. You have no authority over me. My body belongs to Jesus. My mind belongs to Jesus. My soul belongs to Jesus. I command you to go and leave and do not come back. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, leave me alone. Go now. My future belongs to Jesus. My past belongs to Jesus. My life belongs to Jesus. I command you to leave me and do not return. Now we're going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your authority and your power. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses from all sin that cancels out every assignment of the evil one. Lord Jesus, you were manifest to destroy the works of the devil, and they are destroyed. We thank you this morning that your love is real. It's been demonstrated. It is unchanging in its proclamation. The blood of Jesus Christ 
The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, speaks over your life. It speaks a better word than condemnation. It speaks freedom. It speaks liberty. And so, Father, we thank you this morning that these things will go now. I command them in the name of the Lord Jesus, by the power of the blood, in the authority of the name of the risen Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, I command all unclean spirits, you must leave now. You have no authority here anymore. Every spirit of depression to leave now. Every spirit of depression, I command you to go now. Every spirit of depression, I command you to leave now. Every spirit of infirmity, every fear in the name of Jesus, every spirit of fear that has tried to take hold in you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every, every power of witchcraft, we break your power, you spirit of Python, in the name of Jesus. The Lord Jesus bind you and we command you to go. I command you to leave in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you for your liberty. Thank you for your freedom. Every foreign voice that's louder in anyone's mind than their own voice in the name of Jesus, you need to go now. You have no authority here anymore. Every spirit of infirmity, every fear of, of cancer, every fear that something's wrong inside of you, that somehow it has more authority than the name of Jesus, I command you to go. I break your authority. I break your power. Every spirit in the name of Jesus, when it, impurity in the name of Jesus, I call you out, you unclean thing. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. I command you to leave now in the name of Jesus. You have no authority. You have no power here. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. In the name of Jesus, every oppressive spirit, everything that's pressing down on them, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go. I see you. In Jesus' name, you have no authority here. The name of Jesus has more authority, and you must leave. The blood of Jesus Christ testifies against you that your power is broken. You were, you were exposed, and you were defeated at the cross, and he has victory over you, having been crucified, disarming you of your power. And I command you to let them go. Loose them. Let them go. Come off them in the name of Jesus. Shut that about this. There's this, this lie that keeps coming to someone or a few, I don't know, but that this lie that somehow God's willing to help them but not me. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. That absolute freedom is for each and every one of you who call out to Jesus, who put your trust in him. There's no one too far gone for him to reach. There's no one who has, has failed too much where his grace cannot grab hold of you. And so I just thank you, Father, for freedom. I break every authority that speaks those lies, every lying spirit in the name of Jesus. I command you to go. Every spirit, Father, that causes torment in the name of Jesus, I break your authority and I break your power. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the power of his blood, you will leave and you will not return. You will not come back. Leave 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Just before I have grace, come and pray. Now what we need to do is this. We're going to ask God to fill each and every one of us with His Spirit. Yeah? Because we want His presence to fill us. We don't want vacuums. We don't want empty spaces. We want His power. Yeah? And so we're going to ask Him, just like He said. He said, He gives the Holy Spirit. How much more will He give the Holy Spirit to him who asks? That's Luke chapter 11. Hmm. So let's pray. We'll pray it out loud together again. Lord Jesus, thank you for washing me in the blood. Thank you that you've cleansed me. Thank you that you've redeemed me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've made me yours. In accordance with your promise, I ask you, please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in your Spirit. Fill me completely. And reign in me. Reign in me. Reign in me. I trust you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you that you would give me your spirit to fill me and help me to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.